Grace Bible Church, welcome back to the Midweek Podcast. Uh, it's a blessing to be able to spend a little bit of time with you. Thank you for tuning in and listening to us. Me and Brent are here today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> As we are every single week. Um, Brent, how are you feeling, my friend? Oh, I'm doing so good, Stephen. Beautiful day today. This is Tuesday afternoon. Coffee's in the system. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got... Uh, we already got the hay in the barn, as they say, for sermon prep. I'm feeling good. It's going to be a great week this week. That's great. We uh, we enjoyed a wonderful time this past Sunday celebrating our 80th anniversary as a, as a church. And um, you want to share just a, a couple of the highlights that you noticed and a couple of things that stood out to you that you want to praise the Lord for that we got to see? Man, it was so good to see so many of our uh, church members who uh, are sick of cancer or uh, really high-risk population that were able to join us on Sunday. I know it was a ton of work, uh, you know, from the small groups to help pre- prepare, uh, you know, the fruit trays beforehand yeah. uh, to uh, all the fam uh, setup that they did, uh, the administrative stuff, make sure the road was blocked off. Uh, just a lot of decoration, intentionality, the work that uh, that you and Casey Hart put into the the video. A lot of work, uh, but it was it was worth it. It was a great thing to be able to see and. Uh, just so thankful that we had such a beautiful day. It was a, it was a great, you know, it was a, it was just a great day. It's a lot to be grateful for. Yeah. And so definitely being able to see so many of our people we haven't seen in person for some time, that was sweet to observe the Lord's supper with them together was a great thing. Um, I just seen, I think the real picture of a multi-generational church. Yeah. That was a great thing. In particular, that, that portion where we got to hear the, the testimony of discipleship and faithfulness of men pouring into other men with, um, with Gail Wyatt's story mm-hmm. and Ron Schaub's story and Zach mm-hmm. and John and passing it down to, to Cole as well. It's, it's just, uh, that was a beautiful thing. Um, and a reminder, as you just said, that we're a multi-generational church and there's plenty of opportunity to, hand down your knowledge and wisdom to the next person. And you've mm-hmm. got, even if you just got just a little bit, you probably got a little bit more than somebody else to hand to. So um, yeah, I thought that was incredibly beautiful. You know, as we uh, come upon this Sunday, we got a lot of things we've got to kind of snap back into the norm. Yeah. Of course, we've got returning back to our 9 and 1045 services, 9, 1045. So don't be showing up at 10 o'clock. You'll be way late. So be here at 9 or 1045 for worship service. We'll be back to our service prayer time at 8.30 before the service to be praying for mm-hmm. the Sunday. And we'll be locked in, a little bit of an announcement, we'll be not locked into that 9 and 10.45 service structure uh, until December 13th. So December 13th, uh, the students will be uh, at that point, uh, will have gone home, uh, and we'll be back in, uh, largely anyway, and we'll be back into our one service structure. That's just one service at 10.30 that will begin December 13th. And we'll ride that through January 10th. Uh, then January 10th will be our first service back in two services again at 9 and, and 1045 as we welcome back the university students coming back in 2021. So uh, that'll all be in print. If you're a visual person, don't worry. Uh, all you got to know is this Sunday, 9 o'clock and 1045, uh, as we dive in uh, to worship again together. And this is a big Sunday, Stephen. Oh, yeah? Yeah, this is a huge Sunday. This is a huge celebration. I know you've been working a lot on. Uh, this is our 80th and 2% anniversary this yes. Sunday. Yes, So big time stuff as we unpack First Peter 2, <laughs> 4 through 12. Uh, and uh, I know you're uh, one of the worship songs that you and the worship team have been working on is Cornerstone. Yeah. Tell us about that. Yeah, uh, so we know that in, in this text that, that you're going to be uh, helping us to, to look at uh, this Sunday, we're talking about uh, Livingstone um, and Cornerstone 
Not exactly the same thing as a living stone. It's coming up soon in first but year. But it though. is coming we'll up. Get yeah. there. And so, um, and so what we're, we're looking at, what we're singing uh, as we do that is um, that Christ is the foundation. Um, he is the, the foundation of our faith. He is central. He's really everything to us. And so, um, you know, it's the greatest turning point in all of history that Christ died for sinners. And so um, that's the center of who we are as Christians. And so it's good for us to sing um, that Christ is our only our only hope. Um, that's as a, a continual theme through First Peter is is the hope that we have in Him yeah. and only in Him. So uh, we'll get to sing that together on Sunday as well as some other songs as well, and um, it'll be a, a beautiful time. Yeah. So, so Peter in this text he takes what we had last week in verse two of chapter two, uh, the that we have tasted and see the Lord is good. So Peter here makes it clear for us that the Lord that he refers to in that Psalm thirty four text. He, it's, he's clearly talking about Jesus. Mm-hmm. He is Jesus is the one we've tasted of. He is that pure milk. He's the one we've tasted of. And now we get the Living Stones text of uh, Psalm 118.22, uh, that Jesus is the living stone, and we are living stones who come to him. Mm-hmm. So in our text, we're going to observe four uh, key definitions that define us as believers. And from each of those definitions becomes directions. So we are defined by the living stone uh, as living stones who come to him. And then we have directions for in every one of those components. So uh, it can be real easy. Were you ever in dare? Did you have dare in Florida where you were growing up? What is it? Uh, uh, Something against. No, I don't remember what the acronym stands for, but I remember dare. I remember the lion. Was was it a lion? I thought it was a big dog. Uh, No, we had a lion in Missouri. They couldn't afford a dog. (laughs) Just a lion. Uh, And uh, I remember, the reason I say that is I remember we would go to dare camp. And at dare camp, you had this, uh, the only activity I really remember, no offense to those dare officers, it was was fun. Uh, (laughs) But we would do these tie-dye shirts. uh, And... so I just remember that was like the highlight of dare camp. It's all I remember now. I'm 34 <laughs> years old. That's all I remember. But I remember those things blending together. And so where I'm going with this, Stephen, is uh, our definitions of how we understand ourselves, how we're defined and what we're directed to, to, to do. Even as believers, they can be some, they become so tie dyed together, so blurred together mm-hmm. that it can become confusing in our life where we'll think our worth, our definition is what we do or what we want to do. Or rather than who we are as a received identity and the living stone and what he has done. So mm-hmm. in First Peter here, these believers enduring uh, certainly at the very least relational suffering because of their allegiance to Christ, uh, he reminds them of who they are defined as, who they are in him, mm-hmm. and then he gives them clear direction steps of what they're to do. And then that gets really fleshed out uh, next week in a bunch of relationship dynamics that may make everybody a little bit uncomfortable, but that's good because yeah. it's for a purpose. Uh, it applies to us just as it applies to them. The roles may be a little bit different, mm-hmm. uh, but the same ideas of, I don't really want to do that. But as a citizen of, of King Jesus' kingdom, uh, I get to do that. Everybody gets to suffer in this life, but believers uniquely get to suffer uh, as a witness uh, of God's faithfulness. Uh, and that's a, that's a beautiful thing we get together. Yeah. You know, speaking of suffering, Stephen, I know that you sat down with the Simons. Uh, and so as before we listen to that interview, I'm, I'm excited to listen to it too. I haven't done so yet. So what are some things that have impressed upon your heart from sitting down with them and, and speaking to them, though they're in an international country? Yeah. So, um, I mean, it's, it's amazing as we're going through first Peter and we're, we're learning about what it looks like to suffer. Um, you know, 
the whole world has felt the, the suffering through this coronavirus, and that has huge impacts across the world in, a, in multiple different ways. Um, and particularly, you know, also for, for people who are trying to go and evangelize the lost mm-hmm. in all of these different uh, areas. And so, um, you know, they were able to share like some of how that has impacted, you know, what they are doing. And, um, but I think more and more, I'm impressed to pray for and think about our missionaries that are mm. across the world sharing the gospel in really difficult situations. And, um, and so my, my conversation with them, as, as you'll see, or as you'll hear, I guess you won't see it, <laughs> but as you'll hear, um, you know, they, they're able to share some of that struggle. Um, and so we can better know how to pray for them as a church and how to support them and, and care for them in that way. So, so guys, I, we church, we hope that this will be a blessing and an encouragement to you as you listen on to this. Um, be prayerful, be thoughtful, even as you listen, be praying for them. Um, as we uh, all go and seek uh, to evangelize and share the gospel with others um, for the sake of the kingdom and for the glory of God. In this interview, you're going to hear me talk with the Simons, and we have intentionally left out some details uh, for their protection and the protection of those that they serve and uh, minister to. And so uh, there are some pieces that have been taken out of this, so at times it may sound a little bit um, uh, unnatural, just kind of in the way that the, the things are done. But we do hope that you'll um, gain some of uh, an, under, an understanding of what they're doing there and what they're able to um, to see the Lord doing as they serve. Cool. So, um, so what has it been like um, to partner with? Uh, Grace Bible Church, as you guys have uh, gone and pursued, can we say can we say pursued refugees? Is that okay to say? Or as we've reached out to refugees, yeah, uh, pursued, yeah, you can yeah. say that too. But reached out, I, I, you know, this tagline that that we've had, I just like it that we've uh, sharing the love of Christ and the hope of the gospel with refugees from many nations. That's yeah. That's kind of it. Been it since the beginning, and I think it still applies. Um, you know, for me, when when we first left to go overseas in two thousand six, um, Grace, a whole gathering of people, probably what was it, fifty people, met at a person's house and gave us a goodbye send off. And they had created a book with pictures of themselves and then scriptures and we'll be praying for you and we're, we're excited and um, we still have that book. It's made many moves, but just that send-off is kind of an illustration of how grace has been for us because when we come home, there's still some of those original people that connect with us and are cheering us on and engaged with what's happening in our world and ministry. And so that, that has been a blessing for sure. Yeah. I mean, to be part of the grace family and to see the changes over the years and, and, you know, roll with that and, and see how God continues to 
um, bless the church and, and their ministry. And, and um, definitely, you know, I would say prayer has been the primary way of, of being supported, but it's not just prayer with people you don't know. It's prayer with people that you know and, and new families like yourself, you know, this last time around really getting to know, go deeper with, with uh, some new people that have come into the church. And um, that's been special. I mean, that you couldn't really replace with anything. I mean, we, we, we have, you know, probably 10 supporting churches around the country and, um, but none that we have quite this connection with. I mean, there's, there's a couple there in Texas, actually, that there's, there's another one that's, that's really been supportive in this way. They've actually come on, they've come to see us about five or six times, um, which is incredible. I mean, they've made that commitment and that adds an extra element of bonding. And actually when they see where you're working and participate hands-on with it, as, as you guys know, and as we've tried to, to make it work, you know, and this last time was, you know, we were almost there and <laughs> got shot down, but, um, anyway, the, the prayer in the context of family, obviously support, you know, we couldn't be here without financial support as well. And that's, that's been consistent and just, you know, a blessing, um, by grace. And, um, but I think encouragement, the encouragement of people who cheer us on, who respond to a newsletter and, you know, just encourage us when we're back that that's huge also miss dottie's original prayer group that the ladies that would meet weekly and pray for missionaries and um you know every time we went on home assignment and went to visit miss dottie there was a folder with all of our prayer letters and special requests and pictures and that that's just an amazing gift to see that, gosh, there's these group of ladies that are really tracking with us and desire to, to pray for the requests that we put out there. And Asking specific questions mm -hmm. about things that we've written in newsletters over the year, or maybe the previous year, and that's kind of surprising, but, but neat to, to be connected, you know, to that extent. So, um, you know, that's all an encouragement and, and that, that helps us, you know, it's, it's kind of like, I don't know, it's not really a proverb, but you know, you have to be rooted when you go out and when, if you're rooted, if you know where you're from, it really helps you um, when you're out and about, there's the just, phone going off. Go. <laughs> I'll turn it off. <laughs> Sorry, excuse us. No, that's okay. Well, let me add one more piece to that. Yes. <laughs> I want to add that um, when we come home, particularly, I mean, we, we get some glimpses from afar, but um, we, we are always encouraged, challenged, blessed by the great examples. So, so many examples of, of love and faithfulness and service of the people at Grace um, from, you know, the pastor, uh, pastors down to or across I should say not down to uh, you know how I mean that it's just all ages 
all spheres of life, um, students, kids, uh, just just so many great examples of, of loving faithfulness and service to God and, and rootedness in his word. Um, it's so, that's such a key element of, of, you know, life there at Grace is just really a, a commitment to God's word and to living it out and to preaching it and um, with gospel at the center. And, you know, that's, that's always such an encouragement and, and challenge when we come home to see people really living for the Lord. And so that's just an extra blessing for us. I mean, to be a part of a family like that. How are you two faring? Um, if you're, if there's something that we could do from afar, what would that be to, to help you guys? We're, we're faring pretty well, I, I guess right now, you know, we've, we've been through some challenges here the last couple of months. My health was crazy. Just kind of got hit with a perfect storm of, of, things and wasn't sure what was going on thought I was dying literally went to the emergency room about four times three in the morning four in the morning here and you know thought I was basically having a heart attack but it was it was some other things going on apparently I mean they tested everything and it was okay but I think it was I mean it's just like I said, perfect storm, different things going on. They, they have since, you know, figured out, I, we have figured out a little bit what, what was maybe causing that and it seems to be under control now. But I mean, you can never rule out just a spiritual element attack there. Um, it, it kind of came just out of, I don't know, in August, I guess it was. And, there was a little bit of a lull and, and you know how it is with ministry. A lot of the ministries, well, with COVID, everything's kind of shut down a little bit face to face, but at that time, but you know, things get going again in September, people have plans and for different things. And so we were also planning some things to, to get launched in September and that hit in August. And I, I didn't think I was going to make it. Um, and yeah, so I mean, once again, it was just the prayers of people, you know, knowing people were praying and and feeling that because there is a spiritual element for sure, always. And as far as Satan surely wants to take you out. And we had some things start in September and some new things happen that weren't planned exactly. And it's it's really been a fruitful past couple months. The last two months have been amazing opportunities and and outreach and some of it face to face and some of it online and um you know it just kind of makes me think that that time in august was maybe there was a little more of a spiritual element there than even the physical and so um yeah just just knowing that that we're being lifted up and cared for and um yeah we felt that from from there so that that's something that you all have been doing and I don't I don't foresee that changing um and that's that's really a blessing for us to have that kind of support um what are some of the you know best you can describe what what are some of the the things you've seen the Lord do in this time as far as people you're able to meet and how you're 
you know, I know that you've had some, some studies. I know that, you know, you've done a, a lot of different things. So could you maybe just share some of the, the things that the Lord has done that would be an encouragement to those of us still back over here? When we first moved here, we started going to a church that had a vibrant team that was reaching out to, to refugees. And so we um, kind of stayed on the sidelines because people can get kind of territorial of their ministries. And so we respected that and just served where God had planted us in different ministry centers across our city. And um, all of a sudden, just this fall, it's like God has brought us to the forefront of, of leading this team in a way. And um, it's been really good. Like we've, we've gotten along really well and we've um, just seen a lot of fruit come from coming together and serving together. And it's been really fun and encouraging. And at the same time, the, the refugees that we're serving, we're seeing an amazing amount of interest, spiritual interest that doesn't always happen. And um, people are spending several hours every week in Bible studies. And I've helped start a ladies tea time where we go in and we have tea and cake and we study the Bible together. And tomorrow, in fact, I'm, I'm going in and we'll have eight ladies and um, we're, I'm leading a study on suffering and, you know, this is so relevant in their lives and it's, it's intimidating. I've spent hours studying, preparing for this because who am I as an American to be able to say anything about suffering compared to what these ladies have been through. And, um, but yet at the same time, God, God is just really moving in their hearts and lives. And it, it's just, a privilege to be a part of this and um, to, to have the trust of the church here and our pastor and the team and then to seeing God bless it in so many ways. It's, it's like uh, an answered prayer for us that we waited patiently for. And so that, that is a big encouragement to us. Mm -hmm. There have not been any barriers. Uh, until COVID hit, and that obviously is it's been a barrier for everyone. Um, but it is, of course, like we're all learning, God's opening up new ways. And I'll just share one example. This, I'm trying to think, was it yesterday or two days ago? <laughs> I, I met with a new guy that, um, well, actually, I've known him now for, for a while, uh, a brother from the Middle East who who's, was a refugee here. He's now got asylum. He's staying here. He's He's connected with about 10 churches, underground churches in, in a Middle Eastern country um, with about 700 people. Um, and he's basically helping to, to shepherd them, to um, share information, share biblical you know, truth uh, in the form of, of biblical books that there's not a lot of, for leaders to actually be better equipped to share the word. Um, so theological type of books and tracks and different things, videos. And anyway, um, he was a translator for one of the ministries that I was teaching at. 
a couple of years ago and we've kept in touch and he's a great guy. He's, he's doing a master's program uh, through the U.S. He's got a scholarship at a, at a good seminary back there. And so he's, he's learning a ton and he's just, he just wants to share God's truth with his people in particular. And so he asked me a couple days ago, we went for coffee and um, he wants, he wants me to help um, share this uh, evangelistic discipleship program thing, biblical program. It's a chronological Bible study um, kind of coming from a, from a Middle Eastern perspective in terms of cultural um, input and, and the people that are sharing on it are from that background. And so it's very contextualized for Middle Easterners. And he wants, he wants me to share, to train basically one person, one leader from each of those 10 churches. And he'll, he'll do the translation and, and we'll, we'll do a secure setup to connect with these 10 people. And so that they can go and turn around and, and share this with their people to have one more tool to be able to share, you know, give them a, a chronological understanding of the Bible and all the theological stuff that goes with that truths and that. And so that was like, wow, you know, here we are, we can't do a lot face to face, but now we have access to this many people to be able to train, train leaders and, that they can have, they can be more equipped to share with their people. Because he was telling me about some of the stuff that some of the leaders there, it's, it sounds like New Testament stuff, you know, where Paul is trying to straighten things out, all these different problems. You know, he, people come to Christ, he's, he, um, you know, appoints leaders. And then, then he writes a lot of letters to try to deal with the fallout and the, the problems and the issues. And it's just natural. It's growing pains. Um, but to be able to be to be able to be a help for for that with him and to partner with him. Actually, we need each other. He, I can't do any of this without translation. And there's very few people from his country that have the level of knowledge, theological knowledge, and just maturity to be able to do that. And and this this guy's he yeah, like God was saying, he's he's got a death threat on his life. I mean, he would be hung if he went back to his country in the airport, they wouldn't even take him to court. It's what somebody told him from the embassy that he's from. If you could just leave the church with something, what would you, what would you want them to know? Uh, what would you want them to know as far as how to pray and how to, how to care for you guys? I think you're, you're doing it. Just keep on, keep on keeping on uh, with what you're doing. Cause it's, I mean, it's been a blessing to us and, I know it's a blessing to the community there and, and to each other. And um, yeah, I, I, I suppose wisdom and, and direction with, with some of these ministry things um, with the security element of that. Of, and then, and then with COVID, you know, just, we want to, we want to minister and not, not stop, but at the same time, we want to be wise and, Every week, it seems like there's decisions to be made about that, what that is. And so, I mean, we're in the same boat in a sense. That's one time that actually the whole world can sort of relate. 